Peter Balker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now in today's episode, I'm going to talk about leadership versus leadership. Yes, you heard me correctly. Leadership versus leadership. And actually, you know my inspiration for this episode has been the recent activities of the UK government. And to be honest with you, they've been absolutely terrible. So this week, what's happened in the UK government is that two of our sort of strong, in inverted commas, so-called politicians, David Davis leading the Brexit strategy and Boris Johnson, who is our Foreign Secretary, both resigned. They both resigned because they didn't really, they didn't really agree with Theresa May and her sort of approach to Brexit. But I think it goes deeper than that. I think if you actually looked at the government and when it was formed, I don't think they were on her team in the first place. I don't think they supported the Prime Minister from day one. And it sort of throws up loads of different challenges. And it really sort of goes back to, really, should they have been on the team in the first place? So I've given this a lot of thought. And I've kind of come up with five stages of leadership. So what, what makes a good leader and what makes a shit leader? So when you talk about good leader, number one, what do you need to have? You need to have a plan. Every successful business out there has a plan. They know where they are going. They know what they are doing. They are crystal clear on it. Now, in terms of politics, you could say that's the Tory manifesto. And that could be their sort of their plan. The problem with their plan is it keeps changing. It's like from one, from one day to the next, they don't know what they're doing. It's like they're being swayed by public opinion all the time. It's like for them, their mission is really not to get the job done, but to stay in power. I mean, it's just absolutely maddening what's going on and what they're being allowed to do. And if I look at leadership, I go back to probably one of our greatest leaders, Churchill. Now, yes, he's a little bit left field, a little bit bonkers, but actually, he was really clear in his plan. He was going to take out Hitler. And you had other people within the government, even the previous government, that didn't have that plan. I mean, if you take someone like Chamberlain, nice chap and everything, he thought we could appease Hitler. Yeah, don't worry, Hitler's not going to invade us. What an idiot. Hitler was coming to screw us. You just didn't realise that. Have a plan. Now once you've got a plan, you've got to choose the right team. And you've got to make sure that people are on your bus. Now I think Theresa May made a big mistake choosing her cabinet. She wanted to sort of have this tale of two halves. Okay, we're going in for Brexit, so let's have have Boris Johnson on there. Let's have David Davies, two staunch Brexiters. The challenge was, Boris had been locked in with Theresa May in a leadership battle. Boris is not the kind of person that's going to concede. So do you think he was happy to have lost the race to become Prime Minister? Absolutely not. Did you think he wants to follow Theresa? No. What was she thinking? I'll tell you what, you're second best. Come and work for me. And I'll tell you what, you can be our Foreign Secretary. Because you don't like Europe anyway, so you can go and make friends with them. You've got that one wrong. What made him qualified 
to be a foreign secretary? Not very much. Yes, apart from having good media, good social media, and seeing the buffoon out there, there's no qualification there. Likewise with David Davis, just because he voted for Brexit, did it really make him the right person to lead Brexit? Most probably not. So as a great leader, you've got to choose the right team. You've got to make sure they're on your bus. You've got to make sure that they're on your bus, that they've got your back. What's been really disgusting over the last 12 months has been how these politicians haven't got each other's back. Now you think of politicians there to serve the people. As I said previously, they're not there to serve the people. They're there to serve themselves. Their body language in the meetings have been absolutely disgusting. It's been terrible. You get to see pictures of it. I mean, and it's really negative. They're on their phone. They're not paying attention. They're muttering under their breath. Now, what would happen if that was in your? If that happened in your business? Now, for a lot of leaders, they actually allow this behaviour to continue because their leadership's not strong. And there is a big, big, big similarity between badly performing teams in government and atrociously performing businesses. It normally goes down to one thing, lack of leadership, plenty of leadership. So you just got to make sure that your team is totally aligned because in industry, if these people were working for a really smart, super switched on CEO, he wouldn't put up with this behavior. He wouldn't at all. It's like Boris Johnson, when we had the vote on Heathrow having a third runway. Now, the third, the third runway was going to be, be built in his constituency. So it was going to affect his people. Because he didn't want to vote, because he knew he was going to get absolutely smashed, he decided to take on a foreign engagement somewhere outside the country, knowing full well the vote was going on. People were joking, where's Boris? The worst thing was, Theresa May let that happen. Can you imagine an industry... If you were out there, and just think about it, you're a CEO. You're a CEO of a really strong company. You've got a board meeting, and you've got a couple of executives saying, I'm not going to attend the meeting this month because I'm busy. I've got other engagements. Who would let that happen? Theresa May. So you've got to choose the right team. Then you've got to, you've got to sort of hold them accountable. That to me is a big one. If you've generated a plan, you've chosen the right team, there's got to be accountable. There's got to be accountability there. You've got to hold your team accountable, but as a leader, you've got to be prepared to be held accountable because it's all about results. Now, I would love to see the plan that Boris Johnson and David Davis have had. Love to see it. And I'd love to see how much of that plan has actually been achieved. Probably not very much. See, how can you have a highly performing team that's not held accountable? See, the only time they're held accountable is when we no longer vote for them. How bad is that? We have to wait until we no longer vote for them and then they're out of power. So how much time do they spend screwing up? All the time. You see, Theresa May let them resign and then what made things really, really worse is she thanked them for the great job they've done. Theresa, what are you thinking? Most of the population are thinking what a bunch of bellends these people are. They're a bunch of dickheads. They don't know what they're doing. Now you're saying, 
thank you for a great job. Oh, you fucking stupid. How does that make you look? That makes you look totally incompetent. Yeah, they've left. You should have sacked their ass. You not let them resign. As soon as you've got somebody undermining, undermining you this way, and they're clearly, especially with Boris, vying for a leadership challenge, if you're going to be a true strong leader, you take out the threat. You don't wait for them to then decide, okay, I'm not going to play on your team anymore, and then thank them for it. That just wouldn't happen in a good running business. Because you can't destroy your own credibility that way. So you need to make sure that you're held to account and you're prepared to hold your team to account. Number four, you've got to be prepared to listen. Listening is such a key, is such a key role in the whole, leadership, uh, the whole leadership piece. And what I'm finding is, if you look at this government right now, their ability to listen is zilch. First example, the high street is massively suffering in the UK, massively suffering. And to be honest with you, with the whole sort of movement towards online shopping, etc., margins have been dreadfully squeezed. We know that. And it's going to continue to do so. So what, do, what happens? Margins are being squeezed. Well, let's have a rent review and drastically put up rates, business rates. It's killing the high street. If we look at the closures we've had, because companies cannot operate competitively, it's scary. House of Fraser have entered into a CVA. You've got Debenhams that I will be very surprised if they survive. You've got Maplins that have gone into administration. Toys R Us that are going into administration. You've got thousands of business owners complaining that the rates are killing them. Who's listening? Nobody. The arrogance of it is, okay, do you know what? No, it's fine. We won't do nothing about it. So let's forget the high street for a moment. What's happened in the last couple of weeks? Airbus have said, unless we get a substantial sort of agreement on Brexit, where we actually understand what the mechanics are, that we need free trade because we need the parts coming in, etc., then we are moving. What was the government's response? You can't say that. You're interfering in the Brexit process. No, they're not. They're basically saying they're a commercial entity... If we can't guarantee the supply chain, or if our supply chain goes up massively in value, it may not be, econo- may not be economical anymore to carry on trading in the UK. Therefore, I'm going to go somewhere else. That's not being held to blackmail. That's the business telling you this is what it's going to do. Jaguar Land Rover, the same. They've basically said that with all these sort of changes with Brexit, etc., it's going to have a profound impact on the business. It's going to have to rethink its investment plans. That's not emotional blackmail. That's telling you that I'm an entity that needs to make money. I will find a way of making money. And it may be not what you want to hear. It's a bit like Donald Trump in the US at the moment. What did he say a couple of weeks ago when Harley Davidson said that they were going to manufacture outside the United States because of all the tariffs, the trade war that's going on? I'm going to impose higher taxes on you. What, before making a commercial decision? What a dickhead. Do you think that Harley Davidson are going to be the only ones doing it? No, everyone else is going to do it because they're going to do what suits their business. So as a leader, you need to start listening because if you're not listening, you're not in touch. And you know what? The peasants will revolt. And number five, you've got to take action. 
you can have this great manifesto, you can have all this planning in place. You've got to make it happen. You've got to, at the end of the day, lead and say, this is what we're going to do. And you've got to get people to follow you. It's absolutely terrible when you see leaders that just talk, 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 and do not take action. It's all about taking action. So, if you've got a strong plan, you've got the right people on your team, you're holding people accountable, and you're prepared to be accountable to your team, you listen to your organisation, you listen to your people, and you take action, you're well on your way to leadership. If you're not doing those things in your organisation, you're well on your way, if you're not already there, to leadership. Now, if you believe that you have a leadership problem in your business, and you want to look at how to resolve it, head over to booker.com and get in touch. And remember, failing to learn is learning.